piece of me? Do I feel like it? Well, do you, Bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of red pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Happy Monday, moviegoers. Welcome to a new episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I am your host, Juan, and I am joined by the cast, the crew, the Hobbits. Craig? What's up? I was going to do something else, but I was like, no, nah, I'll save it. I'll save it. Yeah, Edward? I figured. <laughs> Where is he, precious? And Zach? What's up? Oh, my God. Hello. What up, Robert? What up, Juventino? Uh, I'm white. You can't. Juventino. Juventino. I'm excited. This is the first time in a while that we have all four of us here. And uh, we are here to talk the girthy Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, on its 20th anniversary month. Um, but if you guys joined us for last week's disaster... I want to personally come out and say uh, I apologize, and uh, we had a lot of technical difficulties. It was a 40-minute show between just me and Zach, and Zach missed out on at least 25 minutes of the show. So No, it, let's be honest. I missed out on the whole 40 minutes. Let's be honest. You, you did. Um, it was the – It was the. I, I, I tried. Um, but for those of you that did not get to hear your emails read last week, I'm going to read them again this week, and uh, we're going to have we're going to have a fun time today. Um we want because to start we, off with some emails? We will. We, we'll get some emails uh, in, in a little bit. Um, 20th anniversary of Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers Today. Next week, 25th anniversary of Titanic. And then we finish the year with our <clears throat> Denzel episode. The biggest, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. It's the biggest uh, top five plus five episode I think we've ever had. Uh, just, just as far as like the buildup throughout the entire 12-month calendar year. Um. So I think, you know, we got a fun few episodes coming up. <clears throat> and then we're starting the year with some 2022 movies. Uh, January, we're starting off with Elvis. I think it's going to be a fun watch and a fun conversation. Um, but everybody here, how, uh, how, how have you guys been? You guys have a good weekend, Craig? We've been, you know, big chilling. Uh, we're not um, um, Guthrie, which used to be the old capital of Oklahoma. I if I remember correctly. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we did some little Christmas stuff. Went and went and saw some lights and visited some old-timey stores, did some shopping. Nice. Uh, last weekend, me, Juan, and Ed went down to Dallas Cowboys Stadium. How about them Cowboys? Um, it was a end of the season yesterday. A little bit of a heart-pounding uh, action thriller. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead, Craig. Sorry, I just um, got a little excited. It was first time for uh, all of us to see a game in the new stadium. Uh, first time for Ed to see one period. Um, yep. First time Same for period. Johnny to see one period. Yep. Uh, I went back in like 04. But man, we we had a blast. Um, won't talk about what happened after the game. But uh, yeah, we had a blast. 54 points. Yeah. So. And 33 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, you know, if, if you're a Cowboys lover, Cowboys hater, it doesn't <laughs> matter. We thoroughly enjoyed every second mm -hmm. of it. Um, Very fun so, experience. Yeah. 
I have been to basketball games, college football games. I've been to wrestling shows, concerts. <laughs> I've been to WrestleManias. Nothing yeah. was ex- as exciting as an NFL game live. That was that was now, that, and, that and, was unbelievable. So I I actually won. I didn't win. I, I my job has some pretty nice perks. Uh, me and Johnny were actually able to go pretty much field level. Um, we're sitting right behind the Colts bench, so Johnny got to see like Sam Ellinger and uh, DeForest Buckner, huge, huge dude. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty tall guy, but DeForest Buckner was solid. He was he was a tall guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I agree with you, Johnny. I've, I've been to concerts. I've been, um, you know, I've been to Texas Tech. I've been to Baylor. I've been to Oklahoma State. You've been, OU, you've been OU Texas. OU Texas. I went. I went during COVID season, so I don't know the full experience of that. But it don't fucking matter. Um, it, that that Cowboys game was uh, it was spectacular. I'll, I'll put it that way. Let's dig in into um, last week's episode again. It was a little bit of a debacle, but if you guys want to go back and listen to it, check it out wherever you listen to podcasts at iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music. Um, Spotify, Anchor, Podbean. Uh, you can also check us out live here every Monday from six to eight ish on Emasawa Productions YouTube channel. Um, you can also check us out at prescribedfilms.com, www.prescribedfilms.com. Um, you can also check us out on uh, you know, wherever you listen to two podcasts that last week me and zach had a semi-fun conversation about man on fire if you have not seen the movie i highly recommend you go back and check it out it is available on amazon prime uh to rent for $2.99 check it out on apple tv um but let's get into some uh some recent watches zach do you want to go first what did you uh what'd you get to check out this week uh, yeah, it was kind of just a slow week for me. Um, I rewatched Avatar. I'm going to go see uh, Way of the Water this Friday, so <laughs> I'll let you guys know how that is next week. Um, still Zach, watching. What are you going, what? Zach? When are you going? Friday night at okay, 6 o'clock. When are you going? Are you going to Dolby? I actually do not have any tickets. Um, I'm pretty upset. AMC only offers 3D showings. Um, it's primarily I, in 3D. I don't think you can even find a 2D showing of it. Well, what about all 2D is non-premium? What does that oh, mean? Wow, smaller, smaller theaters. Just just regular theaters, yeah. So, no Dolby, no IMAX. Oh, yeah, peasant, peasant theaters. I'm, peasant theaters. I, well, no, I mean, like for somebody <laughs> who who always goes to the Dolby, and I I pay the AMC monthly thing to go see the movies. You know, I'm a little right. upset. Not all of us can do 3D, so I'm a little upset about that. I get headaches. I get queasy, it's... like if I'm playing Call of Duty. Well, like <laughs> I can't what? help it. Like I, I visually cannot do 3D. Nope, you know I'm, I'm, I'm on the same train. That, that just means James Cameron doesn't need none of our money, and I'm gonna check it out when it hits Blu-ray. He don't even need our money then. Redbox that bitch. Uh, <laughs> or see it, or rent it from the library for free. I'll bootleg so. it off the internet. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and then you end up watching this one movie called Avatar. Still like, the water. Yeah. <laughs> what happened in the water? Birth of the water. They put their tails where? So you, so you watched the original Avatar, Zach? Let me, let me. Has your opinion changed from last year to this year? Do you still think it's a superb film? I mean, I every time I 
I don't even know, but when did we review it? 2019, 20, something like that. Um, I like it a little bit more every time I watch it. I mean, I don't, like I said, I didn't, I wasn't on the hype when it originally came out. And so I'm just like, okay, you know, blue people and colonization and all that stuff. So say it, um, get them them with it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I supposedly this new one is even better than the original. So well, Well, no shit. He has, we'll see. We'll see, but. Like the one thing I think that is taking away from the way of water is just how many times he had to release the original avatar just to go ahead and stroke the ego, man. Like and and Titanic because he wasn't making any he wasn't making money during that time. So well, you know, I mean, hold on a second though. You 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 say that stroking the ego and all that. It's true, but every take the L with Endgame, bro. Yeah, okay, but why why point him out when every other director does it with their anniversary in their movies? Okay, but an because anniversary it wasn't just an anniversary. Like Boom. Anniversary, I get it. But literally in-game tops you and all of a sudden you turn around and release it. Like yeah. dude, those that's, are that's, real movies. I, I understand. It cheapens I, the I, movie, I, man. I understand, but does it cheapen the movie? It, it's not like he's paying people to go see or pay. He was money. he was whoring out Avatar. All they I mean, yeah, I mean, all they're doing is releasing it and just giving a whole new generation and a whole new class of people to go see it. Just because he releases it doesn't mean people have to go spend money. Come back. Yeah, but how many times? How many it. times is how many times does he has to re? How, how many times does he have to re-release it? It's on Disney Plus for God's sake. Because it's not but, like they added anything. It's not like he's doing like a special commentary or anything. Well, now, hold no. on. And in the now, past, how now, many years he one, still hasn't re-released that one after in game after he got back on top, he one, didn't release it again. The one that did just get re-released this past year, a few months ago, does have the first like fifteen minutes of the new movie and at the end of it, so. But I mean, oh, so on, you take a, a teaser basically. It's a promotional thing. You just you watch the first. You watch the first fifteen minutes. You still have three hours to go. Yeah, he just yep. gives, just he saying. Just, I mean, he just gives you the tip. Anyway, <laughs> st- <laughs> anyway, still watching Tulsa King Yellowstone. Um, I'm about halfway through Wednesday, and I watched the new um, Harry and Meghan documentary on Netflix about just Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. It's actually quite interesting if you don't really know the whole story behind it and everything so that's just what i've been watching so yeah, yeah. you you watched harry and Meghan markle over yeah, where you finished wednesday yes i'm disappointed because we're watching it an episode a day so it's you know episode we're, we're, a day we're, it's on netflix what is okay listen what is this whole thing about binge watching what happened to just watching it just as you go why does everything have to be binge watch now bro we want yeah. the whole thing now we want the whole burrito Ed, now. Ed doesn't oh, want the problem. He wants the whole shaft. We <laughs> want the whole burrito I, now, not leftovers. Uh, that, so that's, the, I, that's the problem. I just I, I don't get why you would want to wait. Unless it was like something massive in between the episodes. You're like, man, I really need to ponder that. Like if they released Civil War in Infinity War Endgame, you you know, you might sit there and be like, okay, let me let me process everything, kind of see where we're going between it's an eight-episode series. You know, it's not like there's. I just. It, it, I started doing it with Stranger Things. Like I don't. I don't. That's want different. To know every single thing and every and every single night. Let's just take it. Take it episode by episode. You know, I don't need to know the whole secret at, by the end of by the end of night one. You know. What about uh? What What about you, Craig? Zach, did you would you recommend anything out of there that you named off? Uh, Wednesday, like I said, uh, Tulsa King Yellowstone. So. 
basically the same stuff. What about you, Craig? Do you check anything interesting other than some uh, some some sports? Uh, yeah, some sports. And uh, uh, watched uh, Friday, as my daughter calls it. She just knows it's a day of the week. Uh, you let her watch it. Friday? No. <laughs> so like, I was like, what? I was like, okay. We were, we were watching Wednesday, and she was like, what's oh, this? Okay. And so Mallory told her Wednesday, and so later on she was like, are you going to watch Friday again? It's like, no, her name's Wednesday. She just oh, knew it was funny. a day of the week. Nice. Um, so yeah, I watched Wednesday. Um, been all over anime. Um, been watching, uh, again, Gundam, Dragon Ball. Uh, so we haven't seen you in a few weeks. Chainsaw uh, Man. You're, you're still on the anime kick then from a few weeks ago. Nice. Yeah, I'm still on it. Um, and then um, I watched the... I don't know, remember if I told you guys this or not, but I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday, holiday special. Holiday special. Yeah. Really good. It was solid. It was solid. Solid, huh? solid yeah. eh? And you, would you recommend anything? Uh, the Guardians special and, and Wednesday. Yeah, I've been to Wednesday. Uh, I didn't get the... I, I'm having kind of a slow week, but after last week, uh, I did check out um, The Tragedy Macbeth. I rewatched Tragedy Macbeth on Apple TV. Um, I watched Deja Vu, an American gangster, getting some Denzel girth in there. Um, and then I checked out Causeway, or Causeway on uh, Apple TV, the new A24 movie with Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I, I, I got halfway into it. It's not bad. Uh, I really wanted to finish watching it soon, probably later today or tomorrow. Um, and then I watched the girthiness that is the theatrical version of Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Um, if I had to recommend anything, go check out The Tragedy of Macbeth and uh, Causeway. Go check out Apple TV in general. They they also have Will Smith's new movie, Emancipation, um, Emancipation that's on there. So, And you can check out Man on Fire. Highly recommend Man on Fire. Go check it out. Um, yeah. Ed, what about you? you have anything you want to recommend? Um, <clears throat> kind of a slow week as far as media goes. I mean, yeah, most of what I've been doing, uh, finished Wednesday, uh, in probably three days. And then, um, basically two towers and the rest of my time has been going towards, uh, the new Pokemon game. Uh, oh, yeah? which so, I picked up. Yeah. Um, is, it, is it a mobile game? Negative, negative Con switch console for that matter. Console? Um, Honestly, very, very good. I, I like the new additives for it. Yeah. Uh, it is different uh, than your usual, uh, I guess. Uh, I feel like some of it is easier in a lot of ways because, like, pretty much within eight days' time, I think, I went from picking up the game, starting the game, and beating the top champion or whatever. So, I mean, I've still got some stuff to do, but basically making it from that to the top champion <laughs> uh, uh, was about eight days for me, and that was kind of grinding. But yeah, if I had anything to uh, say, I I'd definitely request both of those. If you're a Pokemon fan, then kill yeah. it. Get it up. Get it and go out. Get what up? Uh, get the game up and go out. Oh. <sighs> uh, as well as Wednesday, can't recommend it enough, man. Um the show was awesome. It really was. Can't wait for season two. And supposedly they've got like enough uh, 
writing for like a fourth season is what I've heard. Nice. If you guys want to check us out on social media, go ahead and check us out on facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast. The Instagram is all one word, the cinnamon movie podcast. Uh, the Twitter is at cinnamon four zero five. And then the email is C I N E M E N nine two one at gmail.com. Uh, but Zach, you have some facts, some truth facts about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so uh, number one, the battle at Helm's Deep was edited down from 20 hours of footage shot over a four-month period with the rain machine battering down on the cast. Um, Andy Serkis drank bottles of quote-unquote golem juice. It was a mixture of honey, lemon, and ginger to keep his throat uh, uh, lubricated for his intense vocal performance. Viggo Mortensen was so impressed with the horse his character rode that he purchased him from the from the owners. The <laughs> horse was shipped back to New Zealand for the additional shots that were filmed in 2002. And uh, the sound of the uh, fell beast that the ring race um, ride is actually the noise of a donkey. So, Oh, interesting. And those are your four things you didn't know about the two towers. I didn't know any of those about the... Uh the two towers. Um, but now guys, we are getting into one of our favorite segments that is very near and dear to our hearts. Today we're talking our top five movie elves slash hobbits. All right, guys, we are talking our top five movie elves and or slash hobbits for this top five. Um, I, don't, it, I don't even think it matters as long as they have the pointy ears and consider themselves an elf or hobbit. Um, you guys can let us know what your top five movie characters are. Um, I don't have any honorable mentions. Does anybody else have any honorable mentions they want to run through? Negative. No. <clears throat> uh, Craig, number five sound. <clears throat> five. Uh, number five. Um, I'll go ahead and kick us off. I'm going to go with my number five. Dobby from Lord of the Rings. Uh, I, I believe he made his first appearance in Chamber of Secrets. Um, so that's, you know, when you think of Harry Potter, that's not really one of the first things you think about is elves, um, at least for me. But, uh, He's a he's he's a little cute little fella, okay, with his obsession with socks or whatever it is, and his little holiness of of, of a dress that he wears. Um, okay, Ed's having like a stroke right now. <laughs> but with his uh, with his uh, with his little cuteness, I guess if you say, um, he made it to my my top five list. So number five for me is going to be Dobby from uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, Zach, who's your number five? Uh, number five for me is uh, Hobbit Mr. Bilbo Baggins from Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit series. Um, truly kind of like the original, if you want to say the original adventurer in this franchise, uh, played by Ian Holm and Lord of the Rings and Martin Freeman in the Hobbit series. Um, there are times when I think the 
Bilbo character is actually a little bit more interesting than Frodo. Uh, we can get into that later in the episode, but uh, it's always his story is kind of the backdrop of everything that comes later in Lord of the Rings. So uh, number five is Bilbo Baggins. Nice. Craig, number five for you. Uh, number five for me is going to be Malakith, Malakith from uh, Thor: The Dark World. Nice. Uh, I think I think the, the whole costume design of him was pretty good, and uh, even though the movie wasn't that great, I think he was a good-looking elf. Edward, number five for you, sir. Number five for me comes from a comedy. Uh, technically, he's not an elf, but he sure was raised by him, oh, so bitch. technically, he is. Buddy the elf uh, mm. from Elf. <clears throat> Will Ferrell and his ridiculousness. Yeah. Simple as that, man. That's all you need to know. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Simple. Number four. Four. Uh, number four for me is going to be, uh, even though he was part of the uh, travesty that is uh, Land of the Misfit Toys, number four for me is going to be Hermie from Rudolph mm-hmm. the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the claymation from back in the day. Um, there you go. You know, he, he wanted to not be an elf anymore and just become a, a damn dentist. Um, <laughs> that's all he wanted to do in his life is mess with teeth. Um, him and Jeffrey Dahmer had the same dream. No. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, number four for me is Hermie um, from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So it's an adorable little elf. Well, that definitely puts a spin on that character. <laughs> um. I don't know who's next. I lost count. Zach, who's your number four? Uh, Number four is a character we're going to be talking about today. Frodo Baggins, Mm -hmm. played by Elijah Wood. Um, If you're going to do the complete 360 of Bilbo, that would be Frodo. Um, Probably has to deal with a lot more of a harder challenge than what Bilbo had to go through. Um, But still, it's 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 fun to watch this character through these three films, and you know, we'll get into it. Um. Number four for you. Uh, number four for me is going to be Sam. Uh, Ellinger? No. <laughs> He's got pointy ears. I was going to say something witty, but I don't know. Um, no, I th- I think Bilbo. <laughs> Bilbo. I think Sam is. Um, you know, I, growing up and watching these movies, I always liked Frodo just because he was kind of the main guy. But uh, Sam holds it down. Sam is the definition of a real one. Um, so that's my number four. P.I.C. Edward, number four for you. Number four for me, I am going to go back, uh, what, to the mid-90s, something that just sprang up again. I'm talking to Santa Claus, all right? And who am I talking about other than Bernard? Man, Bernard tried to be the logic. He really did. And I uh, can't really uh, hate that. Bernard is awesome in... To Santa Claus, so, yeah. Nice. Um, <clears throat> number number three. three, three. Number three for me is going to be from the series that we're talking about today, um, played by Liv Tyler, Arwen. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's my favorite elf in the all of the Lord yeah, of the Rings. I bet it is Lord of the Rings series and <laughs> franchise. So. Um, not to mention, you know, her dad can walk this way. Um, but <laughs> he would definitely probably not walk your way. I'll, I'll 
Um, yeah, why not throw her in there? A little bit of a flavor mix. Um, probably one of the, I think she's one of the top tier elves of this franchise. Yeah. So, number three for me is, is Arwen. Um, Craig, number three for you. Uh, number three for me is going to be Legolas. Uh, man, just cold with the bow. Nothing more else you need to say. He's a damn good looking too. <laughs> Edward, number three for you. Number three, I am going ahead and riding coattails right now. Uh, I agree, Legolas. No one gets better. No one's better with bows. No one's better with daggers. Dude has the eyesight of five eagles, and still the eagles are jealous of this man. Doesn't even matter. Uh, complete bad. <clears throat> Just all the way around. Who who else slid down stair like ten flights of stairs while picking people off? Like, come on. That man had an automatic bow. He had he had all of it. He had the reload. He had the friggin' you know auto sight. It didn't matter. You were you were out. It didn't matter. He could work you with his bow. He was badass to play in the video games. Nice. Number two. Two. Uh, number two for me, I believe he's already been mentioned. Uh, he is your favorite, adorable, lovable six foot five elf. I'm talking about Buddy the Elf. Um, dude, it, it, not only is he just a, a funny character and a fun character, but this movie is now like, I think this movie is put up there with. Uh, Stuff like a Christmas story and it's a wonderful life. Like, yeah. It's a wonderful life and you know, a Christmas story. I think people put this movie up there now with like those Christmas classics. And uh, you know, yeah, Buddy the Elf is a uh, just a, a, a joy of a character. So that's my number two. Zach, number two for you. Uh number two is uh Legolas, uh played by Orlando Bloom, where we'll be talking about him here in a little bit. So he has a lot of Good moments in this movie, so. Number two for you, Craig. Uh, number two for me is going to be Elrond, played by Hugo Weaving. Uh, that's a smooth-talking man. That man can talk your ear off, and he talk my ear off. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's my number two, Elrond. Edward, number two for you. Number two for me was the backbone of this entire series, Samwise Gamgee, man. This hobbit held it down, <clears throat> carried Frodo, literally, figuratively, and all the way around. And I'm sorry, he got what he deserved in the end. Simple as that. What did he get in the end, Ed? Well, he got the girl to go back home and all that good stuff. He got to have a happy life. Okay. Oh, he deserved know. a happy life because he did all that crap. Like, you know. It should be, it should be Samwise and the Rings. Sam Wise and this fool who thought he could carry the ring. What kind of rings is he using? Uh, next subject, please. Number one. Number one. one. Number one for me um, is going to be Patch, um, the fun, lovable elf from uh, Santa Claus the movie, played by the legendary Dudley Moore, um, starring John Lithgow. Um, a fun Christmas movie that I came across years and years ago from the eighties. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite all time Christmas movies. And, uh, I think, um, you know, patch the elf gets taken advantage of. He's kind of like the lead elf 
and uh, John Lithgow just uses and abuses him and takes advantage of him and tries to turn him against good old Santa Claus. And um, it's a good movie. It's a good story. Um, I highly recommend it if you guys haven't seen it. But that's my number one favorite elf is Patch, played by Dudley Moore. So um, number one for you, Craig. Or no, Zach, sorry. Uh, number one is uh, Buddy the Elf. Uh, and like you said, uh, played by Will Ferrell. Uh, I mean, talk about a movie that turns 20 years old next year. So, mm. I mean, and it's still, still, people still love it every single year. So what can you say? To this day. <laughs> Craig, number one for you. Uh, number one for me, I'm going with uh, Zach. Buddy the <coughs> Elf. Um, uh, a movie that, uh, you know, when I was young, I remember my parents walking out and saying, like, that movie was ridiculous. It was stupid. And over the years, just like Nacho Libre, it's it's become a classic to me. Um, you know, that, that's what makes it what it is. The, the just the dumb, nonchalant, kind of carefree movie that Will Ferrell puts out there. Um, it's just a great movie all around. So it's my number one. Edward, number one for you. Number one for me. He's been mentioned once. Simple and, you know, Dobby. My man had to go ahead and almost kill his uh, savior, in his eyes at least. His lord and, and savior? Practically. And then uh, ended up being killed literally for helping him out. Dobby's so, a free elf. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. It's just a movie. So if he you guys still wanna, died. If you guys want to f- let us know your top five movie elves or hobbits, send us in an email at cinemen921 at gmail.com, and we will read out some emails at the end of the show and at the end of next week. Um, but today we are talking The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, with a December 18th, 2002 release date. Um, IMDb currently has it at 8.8, Rotten Tomatoes at 95%, the Metascore is at 87%, while the Google users have it at 86%. With a budget of $94 million, it grossed a little over $947 million at the box office. Uh, It won two Oscars, being nominated for a total of six. Um, While Frodo and Sam edge closer to Mordor with the help of the shifty golem, the Divided Fellowship makes a stand against uh, a new ally and his, uh, the the legend, the the, uh, journey continues, obviously, from, from Fellowship. If you guys remember last year, we talked about the 20th anniversary of the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, So, yeah. With a cast, with um, Zach, you want to read off uh, our outstanding Lord of the Rings Two Towers cast? Yeah, with an ensemble cast of Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Liv Tyler, Sean Astin, Viggo Mortensen, Kate Blanchett, Orlando Bloom, Christopher Lee, Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, John Reese Davis, and many, many more. Carl Urban as well. Carl um, Urban. Am, am I also, did I not also see. Uh, what's his name from uh from Chucky? Oh, Brad Dorf. Yep, Brad Dorf is time. in there. Yeah. Yep. Um. So first time versus now, Zach. I'll 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 start with you. Um, 
do you remember the first time you got to see this movie in particular and what was it like revisiting it for the episode? Uh, yeah, I saw this in the theater. I unfortunately I did not have the pleasure to say I saw fellowship in the theater just because of some health issues, but um, I was really excited about this one, two towers. Um, and when I walked out, I thought it was still just as on the same level as fellowship. I was excited for return of the King for the next year um, on this watch. I still really like this one. Um, we'll get into it, but I have some nitpicks mostly with pacing. But other than that, I still think it's a, a fun movie. Believe it or not, this is my, I thought I had seen this one, but I guess I've only seen fellowship like a few times. This is my very first time with the watch for this movie all the way through. So from start oh, to finish, how dare you? So uh, it'll, it should be a fun conversation. Craig, what about you? Do you remember the first time you've seen two towers and what was it like revisiting it this week? Yep. So um, every every year uh, we would get uh, uh, gift cards to AMC from my dad's real parents, and we would go to the movies and see it. Uh, this is my ninth birthday. We went to AMC Quail, and uh, man, yeah, I just it was a it was a family night. I remember I, I could tell you like I I was listening to. A yellow CD player with uh, Story of the Year's new album. We were, we were going. I can tell you everything about the night. Like that night was just. Um, it was an excellent uh, memory for me. Um, all three of these movies were so. Um, I think you know these movies I hold in pretty high regard just uh, in, in memories and nostalgia alone. So. What was it like? Uh, did you have fun rewatching it? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I do think I agree with Zach. There are some pacing issues. The more and more I watch uh, Twin Towers, it's like, okay, like we've I've been through here. I, I know this part now. Like, let's let's yeah, continue two, it over. Two with. Towers. Tw- sorry, Two Towers. <laughs> I was like, well, don't, wait, don't crazy things. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. I was like, wait, <laughs> Two Towers. Um, I had a joke, easy but mistake I, I, to make. I, I had a joke, uh, but I'll, I'll no, leave it alone. Don't, it's no. not a joke. Don't leave it. <laughs> no, um, no. Ed, what about you? Do you remember the first time you watched it, and what was it like revisiting it this week? Uh, first time I ever watched it, I don't remember like exactly when. I knew it was like probably at least oh four oh five or something like that. It's not too long after it came out um, in a school class, for that matter. Uh, teacher was really excited about it. Was like, "Hey, I got something." Duh, duh, That's why our education it. system is in the toilet. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the only thing I didn't like about it back then was that it took like five class periods to watch. Yeah. Other than that, I really liked it. I was just like, "Okay, you know." So, yeah. Um, and this and this was a theatrical edition that you guys watched in class, or was it extended? <sighs> Probably theatrical. I think theatrical, if I'm not mistaken. If uh, it was extended, it would be a whole month. <laughs> but uh, it took literally about a week to finish. Um, this so time, I mean, huh? Weren't those the best weeks in school? Like, yeah, Christmas <laughs> was coming up, and they'd be like, all right, well, you know, the, the, the test for that pe- like semester or whatever was over, and so you're just filling time, and they rolled out that TV, and you're like, Oh. This shit's about to be cake all week. Yes, Especially sir. if you're watching Lord of the Rings. For Veterans Day one year, I think it was in middle school, they let us watch Saving Private Ryan, which I don't know if that was appropriate, but it what was What school cool. did you go to? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, there's another joke that I don't want to say. Um, so. This time around, I mean, I'll, honestly, like I've always loved it. Uh, I've always thought this is one of the best movies out there, uh, especially trilogies for that matter. So, yeah, simple as that, man. Let's get into it, I guess. It's simple. Zach, my sir, the floor is yours. Lead the conversation. This is your idea from last year. Let's do the 20th anniversary for each Lord of the Rings film. Take it away, sir. All right, guys. So let's just get into it. Page one. No, start talking about the book. Um, (laughs) No, you know, I thought it was interesting the way this movie begins is, you know, we kind of kind of take a step back instead of just jumping right into Frodo and everybody's story. We kind of go back and see what happened to Gandalf after he falls in uh, the mines of Moria. And I still say, I don't know about you guys, I think it's a hell of an opening just for him to fall and grab the sword and start battling the bell rock midair going down the going down the mine bro okay so i got one pick about this in all seriousness and i ain't trying to just like take one on the movie but literally like why did no one and i get like photo was trying but nobody else tried nobody else like photo got held back right and obviously it was sturdy enough bro didn't fall with like pieces of the actual bridge he was the logistics like, of it. You know, and I'm just like, what are you doing? And then the Balrog flying down, and it's just got, you know, at, you know it's at the just end of the day, cramped. It's they, like, come on. Not they even, didn't. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, not even I am a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but do we really need to bring up logistics when it comes to a Lord of the Rings movie? Well, I'm not bringing logistics, but nobody I mean, like this I mean, guy is a, a freaking schmeagle, which I can't even explain to you what a schmeagle is, is guiding a bunch of hobbits to destroy a ring that looks like it was purchased at Toys R Us. Schmeagle used to be a hobbit way back in the right. day, or river folk for that matter, actually. Okay. But uh, literally, no, and this dude's supposed to be like badass, so nobody tried to save him. Go ahead. Because Go ahead. Like, eh. They knew there was a bigger mission. I I get that, but you're telling me nobody. Nobody. Like, bro, Frodo's they told the man to the bridge and he, he didn't cross the bridge. Let him go. Well, and even he I'm himself sure. is like, go, go, you fools. I you can't save me. Yeah. So you so know why? Why you fools? Yeah. And and I guarantee you, if you saw me be like, shit, ain't my problem. <laughs> okay, that so man should cross the bridge or we cross the bridge. If all four of us were up there and one was like, hey, look, I got this one, guys. Head out. And you seen him, you wouldn't be all like, right, bye. I should probably get my boy. Like, like, yeah, I'm gonna sit there and look at him, but if he's like running, I'm like, hey, you gotta sit tell there me twice. So don't I would be gotta tell me twice. And you'd be Aragorn. Yeah, like I'm trying to save him. You're uh, you're trying to push me back. Yeah, because you Man. have the risk. You have the entire mission. So Zach, this like I said, this is my first time watching this one out of the three. Is this true that the that really this is the more slow paced of the three films? I would say I, yes to that. I or do you think because because I had remember last year I had a real big pacing issue with the with the first one. To me, I feel like this one is a little bit more uh, 
a little bit more like looking at my phone, my clock, like, okay, I, I feel like there's only right. really three big, three big, uh, action adventure scenes in this movie. The rest of it is just feels like it's just setting up for return. Of yeah. The King. So I, I think uh, Zach, you'll probably agree with me. The biggest thing was with this movie is the first one, they tried to get everybody together. And so, yeah. you know, it's telling the stories leading up to them together. And so once right. they're together, you're like, okay, it's moving pretty quickly. With this one, it's like it's telling the story of them splitting back up and trying. It's like it's like they're they're doing like a figure eight. They're coming together. They're leaving. They're coming together. Yeah. And there's just so right. many different side yeah. plots in yeah. this particular film where you're like, "Damn, you're you're setting up a whole nother story. You're setting up a whole right. nother story." And once you see it a couple times, you're like, "I know what I know where this is well, going." I just, and and by the time we get to Return of the King for next year, it everything is a little bit more compact. Everything is a little bit more dense, and there's a lot more stakes, obviously, in yeah. Return of the King. And a lot more of the characters are together. You know, it's Aragorn and his team, and then Gandalf, and then Sam and Frodo are still doing their thing with the ring. So, I would say probably this is kind of a pace, uh, a slow-paced film up until Helm's Deep. Like, I, I would say well, that, like, the whole Riders of Rohan kind of speeds it up a bit and adds a little more bulk to it. But I would say, other, if you take that out, it's it's got a long pace to it, up until Helm's Deep, at least. I mean, there are, there are things, moments in between the film, like, in between that and Helm's Deep, like the... When they go see Theoden, I think that's actually a pretty good sequence. The the Wolves of Isengard is pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, you're right. You're right. It, it really does slow down between the Wolves of Isengard to them basically preparing for Hel the Battle of Helm's Deep. It's very... Aragorn's trying to figure out his love life. Sam and Frodo are, you know, Sam's kind of being... I'm mean, not Sam. Frodo's kind of being very snippety to... Sam, because the ring's starting to be more powerful. We get yeah. Faramir's backstory, so it it is, but it sets up a lot. So. It also yeah. sets up. I, it didn't confuse me any, but it also set up to where it made it look like Frodo betrayed Schmeagle. Um, yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, you got to understand, like Schmeagle thinks like an, a seven year old does. You know what I mean, like. That one thing, the ring in this case, is the one thing he really wants. And he'll kill to get it, literally. But at the same time, that other side is like, no, 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 shouldn't do this. You know, he's bipolar in a hardcore way. And I mean, just literally personality disorder going on extreme. On steroids, yep. Yeah. How did you and, guys watch it? Did you guys watch all three hours at once or did anybody hmm. break it up? No, nah, I went all through. I, I went all the way too, but I did break up. I broke up my notes in like hour one, hour two, and hour three, like The Godfather. Yeah. And uh, I, I will say, like, I do think hour one was probably the slowest out of the, the two hours. Like, once hour one is over, I feel like the film just picked up and it was a little bit more enjoyable. Is it just me with Frodo or Elijah Wood? But every time he, he the eye catches him, does he not look like he just took a dump in his pants? Like every single time, just <clears throat> I had this know, discussion. I had this discussion with you guys last year. He was one of my main 
like dislikes of the whole movie. I know we had a little bit of a like a heated argument about it last year, but again, I, I felt the same way watching this movie t- like yesterday. Like, man, I just not I, well, a, not, not a big I, Elijah Wood fan. And I, I'm not even really b- blaming that on Elijah Wood. I think it's just the character. That's how the character's written. That's how the character's supposed to be. It's just he's becoming more and more despondent to like reality and life the more he holds the ring and the closer he gets to Mordor. So it's kind of like, how do you play the character? He's not going to go skipping down the road, go on to, <laughs> going into the black gate, you know? <laughs> so. <laughs> That's good. I like so that. I it's, like it. That, you know, that I, sight is perfect. The uh, <laughs> what you, what you what you guys think of Gollum? I you know, I, Honestly, I think all of this. I think all of us can agree that Andy Serkis is a very talented actor and uh, stop motion performer. I just think the visuals didn't hold up on this watch. Well, to be honest, I mean they're they're aging a little bit, but I mean well, yeah. at the same time, the action for that matter and the performance is top notch. Uh, obviously, you know. I mean, and I mean. He, you said this came out in 2002? Yeah. Yeah. What movies came out just a few years earlier? I mean... The Matrix and Star Wars. Uh, I mean, those, those all have aging CGI, but I mean, you think of some of these other movies that came out around that time, and... I mean, they, this movie I, was praised for years for how far... But, yeah. but you, you know, I can what I can say positive about this film is it might have some... Ba- I don't know who brought up the CGI, but it might have some, you know negatives on the cgi but with it being shot live on location and then you know it, it looked the film looks phenomenal especially with it oh, being yeah. transferred in 4k you know it's I, I i will say that about the lord of the ring films is i really enjoy them being shot on location it just looks looks really good i yeah. heard one time uh somebody say that this trilogy is a huge like promotional uh commercial basically for New, New Zealand. Zealand, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and I was just like, that makes perfect sense right there. Just you know, you get so many different shots of the landscapes, and whether it's forest, whether it's wide open plains, and, the ocean, and all. And I, I'll say, like, the visuals in this movie are still astounding. I mean, obviously, it won the Oscar for them. There are just moments where Gollum doesn't look as good as later in the film like when they're like when they're like close up on him he looks really good but then like when it's like far back it kind of it's kind of stitchy a little bit like he wasn't the main focus of that scene right basically and i mean you know with 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 that whole thing you know i gotta agree with Juan. like elijah wood or frodo was was kind of an annoyance in this one uh more than anything because literally like he is very a very whiny character because literally in the uh, the dead marshes, for that matter, you know they're just cooking rabbit stew and chilling and talking about potatoes and how you like stuff raw and how I like it cooked and you're calling me fat and I'm calling you an idiot and you know yeah. then you walk off and then you're just staring down at some elf dead elf or something like that in the water and you just like eh, eh, you know start falling. <laughs> It's just like, what was that for? Like, you can't tell me that that had like the ring effect over him to the dead marsh just because of that. Like, I, maybe right. that is it. Maybe I just answered my own question. But at the same time, I'm going, why? You know, why did you just wander off <laughs> and then just I'm gonna take a swim? The, the ring know? pulled pulled him that way, and then 
Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, you know, th- there's so many different times to where sometimes it's just like, you know, he'll he'll be in one area and then he'll go to another and one area he's completely tranced and the other he's he's just fine. It's because yeah. it's the power yeah. of the ring. It's, it's I'm like yeah. it's the ring calling it, to so whenever he's fine, he just has the ring on him on his person. But whenever he's in that trance, it's it's the ring trying to get him to do you know, it's it's that pulling him. And I think that's why you see such a stark contrast and it like you said He's completely tranced, and then he's fine. It's because they want you to see that stark contrast of how powerful that ring has a hold of him on on the carrier. Carrier. I feel like this one was much darker than than Fellowship, though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. As far as some of the scenes and the action scenes go, um, yeah. Because I mean, you've got you know the pile of burning bodies outside what the forest of Dean or the. Or Fangorn. whatever for yeah. Fangorn, uh, Forest of Dean. Uh, you know, then you've got Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli going up there, and you know, trying to sift through it and find their partners. And oh, they're dead because we found their belt burned. And Aragorn's yeah. like, wait, yeah. no. And that's another thing right there. Legolas kind of ticked me off with this because literally, it's like Aragorn is what like 137 or something like that. I think He's at this old, point. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think Gimli's like 120 and then Legolas is like, what, 2,000 years <clears throat> old or something? Mm-hmm. But this 137-year-old dude is far more attuned to hunting and, you know, discovering how a battle goes compared to an elf who has almost 1,900 years on the dude. And I'm like... He's he's uh, a He's a... Bo, he's a he's a marksman. He's not meant to be on the battlefield. That's why his eyesight is good. Whereas Aragorn, he's a hunter. He's meant to track down people. He's meant for that up close kind of feeling how things go. It's like it's like a, a quarterback compared to a wide receiver. The quarterback's there to judge the entire field and, and decipher everything and find little clues here and there, whereas the receiver is just there to, you know, take the long shots. Thanks, Craig. I never had a football analogy <laughs> compared to Lord of the Rings. So, hey, when you come here, you can learn anything. <laughs> but it, did that not? Hey, but do you not know what a quarterback does now? Yeah, he breaks so. down. He puts you in the best position. All right. So, gotcha. so what are the hobbits then? <laughs> the water. <laughs> the water people. <laughs> and the water boys on the sideline. Yeah. yeah. And then All the right. trolls of the linemen. Yeah. <laughs> so we have our fellowship. It's obviously broke up with Sam, Frodo, and Gollum. We have Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas basically hunting Merry and Pippin, who and then in turn gets caught up with the Ents and Treebeard. Did we what did we think about the the Ents and the Treebeard storyline? Was that kind of oh. is it ridiculous or is it kind of it makes sense considering what happens later in the movie? Compared in the world, or the 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 the, the larger like, aspects, or well, I mean, compared to the world for that matter, like you've got a huge, huge thing with them because literally their entire life sake is at stake here. 
literally, you know, and I mean, yeah. it, it shows with Treebeard's decisions and or Treebeard and the council's decisions, I guess. But Treebeard goes and he's just chilling with the hobbits. And at first, you know, he squashes the one quick and then grabs up the other two, starts squeezing them a little bit, pumping them for information, goes to the council. <laughs> and then afterwards, he walks out and looks and there's just forest clearing like nobody's seen before. And he's just like, these were my friends. What's, you know, and it's just like, now do you believe us, bro? Like, this has you in it. This is your war. Fight with us, right. man. And he's right. like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I know how the story, I know how the story of the tree beards, like, it's, it's obviously meant for a part of the story, but I'm sitting here just like, man, do we, is this, is, is there, is it supposed to be this much time dedicated to that? piece of a conversation or oh, is yeah. it they or, wanted it to be intricate they wanted every little well, detail it's not just that but i mean jr tolkien for that matter has oh. a ton more in that book oh my god guys i i read the book this or year books. the two towers book yeah but the interesting thing is reading the two <laughs> towers book it's divided each book each lord of the rings book is divided up into two sections or two bo other books or whatever it for a bigger story but the yep. two towers there's very very little of two towers in the book to be honest because it's mostly it, it begins with Boromir's death from the last book or c continuing from the last book you have the helms deep you have the isengard uh with tree beard and the isengard wolves and then it jumps into return of the king like at the end of each books it goes into the return of the king stuff so it'd be very interesting to talk to peter jackson and his team to kind of see like what was what was decided for each film the or the divided line? Yeah, the division line between each film to say this is Fellowship, Two Towers, and Return of the King. The the Treebeard stuff in the book, oh. Because, I <laughs> mean, he's very descriptive. It's a lot. Yeah. Somewhat dry, a lot of, very descriptive. A lot, of, a lot of tree poems that you just want to skip and be like, oh, can we please get through? There's some of that in the extended edition that you just have to fast forward. It, oh. Yeah. And did, mean, they, did they not film all three movies at once? Yeah, simultaneously they did. Yeah, yeah. they filmed no. back to back to back, and then once it was kind of by the time Fellowship was actually in theaters, Two Towers was shot and ready to go. Basically, all they had to do was go back and do pickup shots. Basically, that's a, a theme of Peter Jackson just to get some extra yeah. stuff. I, I thought you meant like they were filming. Yeah. They, they filmed bits and pieces between everything, like where it made sense. And they right. filled in later on down. The, yeah. Right. And I mean, you know, you, you've got dedication from a lot of different actors and actresses in this. One, one such, and I mean, you'll probably know exactly where I'm going with this, Zach, and y'all two might as well, uh, with Vigo Mortensen literally breaking toes on that kick where he screams at the, uh, beside yeah. the, dead, the, uh, the death pile. You know, when he kicks that helmet, there was how many takes like 15 or so and he, no, he did 15 have... of them and he doesn't have like this the, like the the the, the screen pain the that. pain and then he really kicks he kicks his foot so hard on the metal yurkai helmet that he breaks his toe Viggo morrison breaks his toe in that scene so literally what you're hearing is his scream of pain of breaking a, a few toes <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it, it adds because he didn't break character really at all in that uh, when he was on screen and all that. He didn't break at all. And the dedication is real. You know, so, I mean, 
it's little stuff like that that made the movie just a little bit extra, you know, deep and kind of good. I, I, th- I think, you know, this is among the few that it's so real with it being shot on location, with yeah. everything being prosthetics, not, you know, there's only a few things that are CGI throughout the entire thing. Um, you know, it, it's it's only CGI if they have to have CGI. Everything else was pretty much prosthetics. Um, yeah. And I think that's what really helps it stand the test of time. If you if you go through and you were to CGI every little thing, like if you were to have CGI the orcs in this thing, the yeah. budget would have been outrageous. It probably yeah. would have looked like Spawn. Uh, you know, shots fired, I guess. But it's well, just, I mean, I mean, there about, are there are moments when, like, you know, when Vigo, when Aragorn is looking out after he falls off the cliff from the wolf fight, he sees like the whole art, the Urukai army. I mean, that's CGI, but it looks it looks good, you know, compared to what it could have been. Well, and I mean, with this entire film, you know, there were a lot of extras that they brought along that were, if I'm not mistaken, like D and D players and cosplayers and stuff like that. Uh, yeah that they gone ahead and outfitted and you know different things like that so it, it it kind of is a very very cool thing and this essentially is kind of like i don't know when D was truly created but this is kind of like a D&D kind of a, been for a long time well yeah but i mean you know J.R.R. tolkien died back in what 1903 or 13 or something like that so i mean out of this entire cast the entire cast the one person to meet him was Christopher Lloyd, or Chris, Christopher Lee, Christopher, Christopher Lee. Walken, Christopher yeah. Walken, uh, Christopher <laughs> Lee, you know, and I mean, Christopher Lee has his own storied life, for that matter, that, you know, he, he's got so let's, much going. Let's but, be honest with you, John, let me be honest with you, Johnny, if Christopher Walken was in this, that would have been my number one last week, <laughs> Christopher Walken movies. Oh, yeah, for sure, <laughs> which, was a great, which, which was a great top five last week, if you guys give did me, not check it out. Give me your best Christopher Walken. Oh, I can't. That's just that's only a handful of people can do that. And one of them but, is not even Christopher Walken. That's funny. But you know, I like I said, there were moments in this film that, like, I think we could have cut out or you know fast forward or you know. But is there I mean, a wasted there's... moment? In the, is there a wasted moment in this film? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm going to give this movie a good grade. But there are moments where I'm just like, all right, can we just like fast forward through this or just like like move at a better pace you know uh, johnny like johnny for you it was just how was this you know like you said you had some pacing problems what was your biggest thing about it the first hour and a half i mean i, I don't know what it is i don't know if and again it's gonna sound like i'm just <sighs> crapping on this on this film this particular film but even out of fellowship like i had this is this is bad because it, it's not that it's not a terrible movie, I, pr- I promise you. I know it's not, but I had zero interest in the story. I had zero interest. The story did not gravitate me. I, I, I mean, I didn't go towards the story. I was twiddling my thumbs. My phone was on the charger. I only checked my phone twice during this three-hour movie. That's why. And other than that, like I was just zoomed in on the screen. But I was just not thoroughly entertained. Yeah, we got your text. Even in 4K, I'm not impressed. Yeah, we it got was, it. It was it was just like I just had a really tough time 
enjoying this movie. I don't I don't know what it is. Downer. Yeah. Zach, like kind of being, you know, this is kind of what Harry Potter is to me for for you for that matter is Lord of the Rings, you know. So I mean, right. being that as it is, what do you think could have gained from the, this could have gained from something from the books kind of like, you know, something small, like with Harry's green eyes instead of the blue eyes, because he, you know, <laughs> stuff like that or something even bigger with lore behind it. Or do you think they could have dropped a few things, you know, made the ints smaller time or not really traveled to Helm's deep and seen all the poor people in there and, you know, just gone mm. right to the war or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, we're not here to ca- we're not here to accommodate the casuals. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I feel like I understand what Peter Jackson's trying to do with this is he's trying to give each character or sets of characters their time in the sun, which I mean, in retrospect, when you really think about it, I think Mary and Pippin have the least amount of time, to be honest, um, until they get to the battle, until they get to uh, the Isengard um, fight at the end of the movie. I mean. It, and you have to set up stakes, and I get that. But you know, some of this is you don't. I don't, I don't think you need as much time with the ints. I think the battle, the the road to Helm's Deep could be cut down. I think um, while I think oh, Thaden, while I think Thaden is a good character, he's basically juggling whether to go to war throughout the entire length of the movie until you get to the Helm's Deep battle. And it's really basically Gandalf that said, basically Gandalf that says, you know, war or Aragorn that says war is intimate. So, what are you going to do about it? Basically, so it's just, you know, I think the the Faramir the Faramir stuff, which is uh, uh, Boromir's brother, I think that that kind of slows it down. When we get to the cave and they're trying, they're threatening to kill Gollum and everything. I think that really slows it down a little bit. So. Yeah, that I think the elves uh, when they visit the elves, I think that kind of takes a little bit of time. Um, I think the trees take a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you would have just cut down literally every storyline, every side story, five to ten minutes, um, you know, we could pick and choose and break it down as far as we wanted to. But if if you just, yeah. you know, as a general consensus, every little storyline break it down five minutes, ten minutes, take it out of the movie, make it two and a half hours. Maybe it's a little faster paced, but maybe you don't get as much detail and information. You know, you kind of... And that's uh, when you go watch the Exit Edition. Yeah. You know. They said, said, cut it down. Three hours is cut down. (laughs) Honestly. So, do you think, do y'all think uh, after seeing a lot of this, like when they gone up to the Black Gates, that and I know he probably does, but do y'all think that Smeagol has PTSD from there? Traumatic PTSD? Uh, I mean, I would guess. Just the, just the way he acts about it. You know, he's very scared and closing his eyes and whimpering a lot. So, I mean, it would make sense. Because, I mean, he just... Oh, that... Yeah. Because, I mean, you see in... Which one was it that you seen him getting tortured in? Was it part of the... Fellowship. It's okay, fellowship. it was... <clears throat> yeah. So I was like, I can't, I can't. It's either Fellowship or uh, uh, the Bilbo Baggins trilogy, um, The Hobbit. The Hobbit. You know, it, I was like, I know it's one of those two, but um, you literally see the dude on a stretcher, and I mean, that's, and, yeah. <laughs> 
And you, you know, something that kind of watching these, well, watching two towers, at least in the Lord, this Peter Jackson trilogy, it makes me appreciate it a lot more. Like you said, uh, I think it was Craig or uh, Johnny that said they all filmed it in New Zealand. A lot of the outside uh, landscapes, those are real. Those were shot on location. I haven't seen the Rings of Power show on Amazon Prime, but it that primarily is probably all CGI and sound stages and green screen. And that, it takes away from the experience. This, the experience and the epic scale on what this story is supposed to be. Because, I mean, you know, it takes, away, not... it takes away a lot of the mythology of. <clears throat> of the universe that is Lord of the yeah. Rings. Well, and... even the realness to it for that matter. And, and right. that's why Johnny, I'm sure you'll agree with this. That's why I really enjoy Rogue One. Is because mm-hmm. a lot of the other Star Wars movies are filmed on on a stage with a green screen behind them doing kind of stunts there. That first Rogue One shot when um, I can't remember the names or anything, but when they go to find the family and that little girl, that's on location, and yeah. it is a yeah. beautiful shot. And that's just something you can't—you just can't do real like that on a screen, on a green screen. Yeah. Zach, let's talk about a... let's, let's talk about the Oscars that this movie won. So, yeah, I, w- I want to say this. You know, to me, all three movies—you could line them up back to back to back. I could watch all nine and a half hours, and I feel like same same thing, right? Yeah. What, what's the difference? Is it the competition that was out there these years, or what's the difference between how this one only won two awards, and the next year later, the Return of the King, like I think, swept and did twelve out of twelve or won eleven out of twelve? What? Yeah. It, it. It does. It, the, I don't, the the I, biggest difference. I'm, I'm sorry. Ahead, I know. I know. We'll save Return of the King talk for Return of the King, but I'm sitting here thinking and <laughs> watching Two Towers, and I'm like. I feel like it's the same sound, it's the same CGI, it's the same on location, it's the same uh, dialogue, it's the, uh, a lot of the same action, and a lot of the same uh, cinemat- cinematography. So what yeah. made Return of the King stand out and win all the awards compared to Fellowship and Two Towers? Well, to put this in perspective, the, the year that Two Towers was nominated, Chicago won Best Picture, which, yeah. It was also there was also Gangs of New York, The Hours, and The Pianist. But I think, I think, there. <laughs> yeah, um, The Pianist, The Pianist, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a good um, movie. It is. It is actually a pretty good movie. You know, I think that I think the biggest thing is that, and this is the same argument that's going to be going on for. Uh, Dune Part 1 and Dune Part 2 because Dune won a lot of the awards and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Part 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... The thing is the Academy and from my understanding is that they're not going to award the same t- movie every year. They're going to wait for... I think Fellowship easily could have won Best Picture but they decided on Return of the King which I think when we get to Return of the King, it's a lot more epic in scale. It's it it really is a, I guess the word a masterpiece of a film. You know, I I know I'm really hitting the highs here, Johnny. And next year, when you say this movie sucks, you know, I'll be prepared. But it, it's just one of those things that if you're gonna pick, watch me like it, it and everybody's gonna be like, oh, it's just because it won Oscar for Best Picture. That's why you like it, right? It's on your little chef shelf back there. 
Um, it, you know, I think it just, it really just comes down to which one is made uh, at the, at the, at the maximum. I think that's what it really comes down to. I think Return of the King um, is a very well-made movie and Two Towers it's, is good. It's, it's the most, um, it's the, it's the most emotional of the three. You know, you say, you know, why did two win? Not win everything, but three did. And it's, Three ties up everything, so everybody has closure on everything. So it feels like it's more complete to the viewer, and so they're like, yeah. "Oh, you know, I have gratification when this music plays because I'm feeling it being completed." Whereas this music was just kind of hollow because I knew there was still more to come, so there wasn't that epic conclusion with it. And that's probably what you were getting with three. Yeah, and I mean, and three it's like has football. like. That that same Saturday music, it sounds good during during the season, but come championship weekend, some a little bit more to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that that NBC opening sound. Yeah, you know, it's good during the season. A little more to it come week sixteen when you're fighting for that playoff spot. Now Johnny gets it. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I mean, you know, let's let's talk about like the big, you know, the epic, the the ba- the main action sequence in this film is the Helm's Deep sequence. Um, to me, seeing that in the theater was very, it was very iconic. I mean, it was just like anytime it cuts back to Treebeard and Mary and Pip, I was like, no one cares. Go back to <laughs> go back to Helm's Deep and just see um, Aragorn Gimli. Gimli, the Gimli and Legolas gimmick of them counting their kills, it it kill it kills me every time. Yeah. Well, not only that, because I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, with that big ladder, you know, that uh, he shot the uh, the string off of and it broke and fell on all those. Are those are those counted? You know what I mean? Because he went yeah. from 22 to 175 or something, you know. And, like, uh, and Gimli is so excited. I got two and Legos is like, I got 19, bro. Let's, you know, try to get my boy, your rookie, your rookie. But, I mean, you know, you, you've got Legolas sliding down on the shield. You've got Gimli and Aragorn out there trying to free up time so they can repair the door. And, mm-hmm. you know, Gimli is the, getting tossed and said, don't tell the elf. <laughs> you know? I mean, and, and the whole like, Helm's Deep explodes, which is, like, masterfully yeah. well done. Well, I mean, that whole gimmick right there that they've got against each other, you know, it's a friendly rivalry because literally right. Gimli cares what – uh, cares what Legolas thinks because Aragorn's like, I'm doing my thing, man. I'm trying to just save people. Like, I'm, I'm Captain Savaho. And, you know, he's out here doing his thing, but Gimli and Legolas is out there kind of going against each other. But that, that one little partial piece of dialogue that he goes, don't tell the elf, you know, when he gets thrown and all that really kind of sets the stage for his and Legolas's uh, bigger sides to each other and how they look at each other. Um, yeah. You know, but I mean, that whole battle is just mon- monumentally epic. Like, it's yeah. a monstrous thing. And, you know, you've got that whole blowing up right there, which kind of, I get the sewage system and all that, but it's like, you didn't think about that, you know? Like, you built this as the impenetrable fortress and. It's been held up for how long? 
But I guess they may may not have thought about gunpowder or we need to you know we need to make a segment on the show called Logistics with Ed about these movies. No, I'm just saying like <laughs> that's got to be the only part that I can see of why they didn't really prepare for that. Well, is because it, it, they didn't think of gunpowder at all, so they didn't. Well, think it's kind of like it's kind of like up. the 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 hole in the Death Star. You know, you shoot yeah. the missiles in there and it blows up. It, I, I didn't think about that till just now. So, yeah, and I mean that that's that's very fair. Actually, that's a nice comparison. What's up with that? Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that had what? a lot of great just scenes in it by itself. Because I mean, you've got, you know, uh, you you've got uh, Aragorn being thrown from the blow up of the part yeah. that part of the castle, to him getting up and all that from the dirt, fighting Gim- and then going towards the elves. Gimli jumps like, off the the wall to try to protect Aragorn. You know, but at the same time, you've got him going up to the elves like, bro, we I need you. Let's go, and those are like, let's go. You know, it's just like, the well, hell. What do you think about what do you think about it, Johnny? Did it kind of li- liven it up a little bit where you can enjoy it? Uh, just a little bit. I, I enjoyed the action of of the of the battle scenes, and a lot of the uh, just the intimidation between both parties. Um, but I, I got to tell you, I mean, I'm still sitting here just kind of like twiddling my thumbs like i understand why they're why they're fighting for what they're fighting for but again it's like did i really need to sit through a three-hour film to get the logistics of this battle scene for the uh for the hype of the end of the film so um, does it bother you is, is it because there's another one is it because this is not the end and return of the king is like the final the that sets no, that ends I, everything i don't think so because i've never seen two towers so this was a first time watch for me so, so going off of a first time watch, I'm just sitting here like, you know, um, it doesn't bother me that I know that there's another three and a half hour movie af- after this one, but it does kind of just bother me that, you know, there's, I feel like there's no meaning towards any of the characters in the, in, in the battle scenes that I'm watching. Cause I've already kind of know who lives and who goes on to the next. So I guess right. to answer your question, yeah, I guess that kind of, we we got a little bit of a Halloween, uh, twenty twenty going on. Yeah, where it's like yeah. Halloween it's, ends or Halloween kills. At the moment, you're like, man, it's just a stupid battle. You know, there's no really no victor or whatever. But then when you see the ending, you're kind of like, okay, now I see why that battle was so dire. You know, maybe you'll get that. That's true, and and. You know, I talked to Zach about this last year. I was like, you know, hey, should I watch one, two, and three back to back before I review Re- Fellowship of the Ring? And you know, Zach was like, you know, his honest opinion was like, just watch Fellowship. You know, and you, so- you might jump on and watch the final one this week and just see if that kind of changes anything with it so, being fresh. So going to the same thing, I was like, you know, I was like, hey, I'm, you know, it's two towers week. Should I watch Fellowship? Two Towers and or Return of the King or just Two Towers. And I sat and just watched Two Towers and I'm just sitting here so like, man, I, I get the mythology of Lord of the Rings. I, I get the why it's considered one of the greatest epics of all time. Uh, and, and, and I get why it was nominated for, for Oscars for, for all three films. But it's still just one of those like, 
maybe it's just not my cup of tea. I I, I am going to watch, uh, I think, before the next few weeks. I think before the uh, – probably the first of the year or maybe even a little after. I think I am going to watch uh, all six <laughs> um, just so hmm. I can get – just so I can get the 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 lore behind everything, um, I think I'll spend one week to watch three films, and then another week to watch the other three. Mm. Um, but but I think that would do me some good because just watching Two Towers as a film and as a whole, it's not a good film to me, and I would not pick it up to watch it again as far as rewatchability goes. That's fair. So That's what fair. if we just what if every single Legolas scene that he's in, you put Avatar sunglasses or, or Aviator sunglasses on him? <laughs> so, <laughs> is that a sure so- Maybe if he looked sure. like Tom Cruise, I would enjoy the movie. Well, not not really, but I mean, hey, maybe you know, I I wasn't I mean, going if, there. If, if two towers, if two towers had an extraordinary story, like Maverick would, I probably would enjoy it. was that it's just an in-between kind of deal it's almost filler to a degree but it's kind of like that didn't that did the movie no justice at all (laughs) calling it filler it kind of is though but because i mean it's literally kind of the telling of how everything's coming together it's not necessarily look at it this way johnny maverick is one film right Mm-hmm. It's like what 245, 240, right? Probably okay. Now, picture the middle hour of Maverick. Would that be a solid film if it was just the middle hour? Well, you, I mean, you don't have to not, not, not answer the question, it wouldn't be, but you don't have to sell me on the, the middle hour of a film because I think. Even though I'm not gonna, I'm even though some people might consider me wasting my time with all six films, like I still think that to me would 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 hold itself justice for me. But I still think at the end of the day, with me watching all six and knowing the story from start to end, I still think I might be like, uh, eh, it's it's not my cup of tea. That's not my I question. Think, I think it's gonna be kind of a Last Jedi kind of thing. You know what I mean? Don't don't compare. Now we're bringing up the Last Jedi. No, so what I'm saying is you can't one, two, and three. Yes, they are separate movies, but they tell one story. Yeah. Whereas episode seven of Star Wars, you can get one story out of it. It it has an ending, it has a beginning and an ending. Episode two has a beginning, you don't really know what happens throughout the rest, and then three has a sort of a beginning and an end. Well, see, I don't, I don't feel that way about Lord of the Rings. I don't feel like each film because let's let's look at different sagas throughout the, the the history of film. You could pick out, and Zach, you go ahead and stop me and disagree with me. You could pick out certain films of a saga and be like, "This is one solid movie. I enjoy this movie." With me, right. and this is my opinion, with Lord of the Rings, I feel like I can't enjoy fellowship right now or i can't i i did not enjoy two towers so at the way i'm feeling right now i feel like i have to watch at least the 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 last three lord of the ring movies to understand the whole story in general like i i can't i don't know if i can just enjoy two towers right now more than fellowship right now since i've seen one and two i enjoy fellowship a little bit more than two towers 
Because, I mean, the point he does have is that it kind of comes out of nowhere, you know, and then just kind of goes to almost nowhere. Because, I mean... And I think that's what's... I mean, this isn't... this isn't. I don't have Return of the King or any of those next to me. But, like, if three movies, to me, out of the Lord of the Ring movies, if all three movies feel like uh, one big, gigantic story and I have to enjoy the story to enjoy all three movies, like then it, it's taken I, away. I, I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree with that because it's like, yeah, fellowship two towers and return of the King is one big story, but in the grand scheme of things, in my opinion, I enjoy fellowship more than two towers. I like aspects of return of the King better than fellowship. You know, it's just, it is, telling a complete whole story but as a viewer there are things from each film that i like and as a whole i think i enjoy fellowship more probably just because i've seen it more but it's just you know it's 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 like take Take the, probably... tri- take the trilogy of Toy Story. It excluded the fourth one. There are things that... Oh, Craig, don't be giving <laughs> death out of there. Each one of those films, I think all of us... I think all. I think we can all agree, each one of those films are almost flawless, perfect films. But in the but grand also, scheme I, of I, things... Hold on a second. I also don't think you can compare the two because one's an hour and 29 minutes and the other one is <laughs> no, near damn where four hours long. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm. Well, they're both. They're both critically. All three of the films are both critically well received in each trilogy. But it's just, what's your cup of tea? Do you like Toy Story two more than one? Do you like three better than two? You know, it just, it is what it is. You know, in each trilogy, you're gonna one. Someone's gonna like something better than the other films. You know, and, and something and, in each in each film. Putting it that way, like, and I, I do think the reason I do enjoy Fellowship a little bit more. Because I have seen that movie like three or four times. Yeah, you know, I, and maybe if, my, if you watch Two Towers more, you might enjoy it more. You know, but even even that being said, I still think it goes right up my alley as far as just maybe not being my cup of tea. Because even with me seeing Fellowship three or four times, it's still not memorable for me. Like if I'm wanting to watch a long paced out mythological mythology kind of film about that kind of stuff, I don't think Lord of the Rings would even be in my top five as far as, oh, I want to watch something like that. Let me let me pull that. I could be like, hey, I could watch two episodes of Game of Thrones and feel just as satisfied as watching a full movie of Lord of the Rings. When I'm talking about just stuff from that, that day and age is film kind of right. stuff. Yeah. Craig, did you see all three of the films in theaters? Yep. What about you, Ed? No, I actually never seen any one of the three in theaters for that matter. But you, but you did, <clears throat> Ed, watch them when the popularity was at its height. Uh, yes, but not right. Because I mean, like, okay, this okay, one was like released. a year. You you saw like the a first year after five they... years it came out. Within the five years, yes. yes. So I think that also could have something to do with it because I never got into Lord of the Rings. The very first time I watched Fellowship of the Ring was probably maybe three, three to five years ago. And maybe that's it because I, you know, these were very big theatrical releases, and I remember going to see them. Well, Two Towers and Return of the King when they came out, and so 
to me, it was these, like Craig said, these were event type films. Yeah. And so we got into it and, you know, makes, we, en- we but, just enjoyed, we enjoyed make, it. Makes, which, which makes sense. You know, if, if you're into something when it first comes out or you even watch it in its first five years of its height of the popularity, you're going to be interested in every single part of the aspect of the story. Um, yeah. I would, I would see them come on TNT or I would see people, you know, do like marathons and stuff. And I just never, never got into it. I, I could never uh, enjoy the storyboard of the Lord of the Rings. Um, it was the Infinity War of 2000s. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> made but, uh, damn near a billion dollars when ticket sales were about eight bucks a piece. And the third one made a billion dollars. So I think throughout time, you know, maybe as I try to watch them a little bit more, um, I, I think the conversation will definitely be a little bit more broader for me. But right now, right. you know, it's just it, it wasn't my cup of tea as far as two towers go. And I would like to it's, see where you guys think maybe some of your uh, favorite scenes would be. Um, if I had to pick a fa- couple favorites, uh, the opening with Gandalf is really good. Probably my honestly my favorite scene in the entire film is the uh, when they go visit Theoden. Um, and Rohan and Gandalf are kind of like the music swells and Aragorn, Gimli, and Legos are fighting off like the goons. And as Gandalf <laughs> walks up and basically does an exorcism <laughs> to Theoden, don't um, you take the old man's staff? Exactly. It, it's a it's it's actually a really well um, film scene. So yeah, my favorite scene would probably be the little battle. Where uh, Aragon, who you think goes to his death and rolls off the cliff. Oh, um, the Wolves of Isengard. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought that was a pretty good uh, fight scene, and you know that was placed to me right where it should have been because it it was one of those scenes that did keep me like, you know, I was maybe having issues with the pacing, but as soon as that scene picked up, I was like, oh, okay, uh, things are gonna start getting somewhere fast. Um, so if I had to pick just one, I would think that would probably be my favorite scene. Okay. What about you, Ed? Um, I would actually say that right before the old man pulls his bow on accident, oh, that just yeah. the just the sheer size, you know, especially when that lightning bolt goes off behind the uh, orc army, orcai army, and it's just the sheer numbers are just blatantly disregarded and it does not care it's in your face um that i would probably actually say that i think the most beautiful scene in this entire movie is the scene of Gollum down in the forbidden uh uh pond or whatever you want to call it yeah Uh, like as soon as faramir is talking to frodo and shows him you know, the moonlight cascading and all that down to Gollum, you know, and then Gollum singing his little juicy, sweet song and all that was just beautiful and dark at the same time because the imagery is just breathtaking. And then the the Gollum and, or Andy Serkis's performance is just dark and yeah. demented. Um that scene you talk about, Ed, when the the old man lets the arrow go too quick, it's yeah. a Urukai army of ten thousand. Every time I see that, I was like, "All right, nine thousand nine hundred ninety to go." Yeah, <laughs> um, that, and then probably another one of my favorites is the uh, true battle of the Ents. Uh, 
uh, whenever yeah. they're just wrecking havoc all over every one of them. You know, one is burning and he goes into the water and just washes himself off. And, you know, meanwhile, Treebeard has two things crawling on him, you know, in, in The Hobbits, he's and still... he's just still kicking ass. Yeah. What about you, Craig? Yeah, so uh, I agree with you. The beginning scene where Gandalf's falling, um, it's just like you're, you're jumping in immediately, you know, because at that point you had no idea what's going on with Gandalf. Um, for people who didn't read the books. Um, and, you know, you're just immediately get Gandalf, who was a loved character in the first one, falling and fighting against the, uh, a huge hot monster. Yeah, Borog. And, you know, it just it was satisfying to be able to see at the beginning that Gandalf was good. So you're not having to sit there and worry two hours in a movie and then you finally see. Could you, could you imagine not seeing Gandalf until he shows up to the fight? Dude. Yeah. That would be, um, I mean, that'd be a, that'd be a big, that'd be a big epic. twist. Yeah, it would have been, been epic. epic. But I mean, you would have to go back and explain it. Most of it, you think that it's Sauron, yeah, or Saruman, yeah. You know, because I mean, literally the white, uh, the white uh, wizard. You're like, oh god, here we go. And and that's from the book. They took that. That's like for page by page from the book. Yep. Yep. So I'd say the beginning, and then just the the fight at the at the wall. Um, I I wish it was a little bit brighter. I think the darkness kind of takes away from a lot of stuff, but I do like the lightning and the rain yeah. aspect. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, in doing in having it dark, it's not going to be as bloody. So it's not going to be as graphic for the average viewer. So I think that was a um, smart take on their part to have it that dark. Well, and I think it gives it like a much more like, with the rain and this, like the slickness, it gives it like a more gritty feel to it. Like you're just yeah. like right in the middle of the battle. Yeah. Because you hear every squish and squash and just that suction of the, the foot coming up out of the mud, you know, that ugh. your feet suction to the mud or that his, that's, that's how he sounds when he walks with no shoes. <laughs> uh, star rating, star rating guys for uh, two it. towers. Um, Craig, we'll start with you. I'm going to go with a nine. I think it's solid. It's an excellent movie for me. Um, again, this is something that when the first one was done, I had already known that the second one was coming. You know, so it was like it was a big family event for me. Uh, nostalgia included, uh, just kind of memories included. That's a nine. Uh, for me. Um... Like I said, I'm I'm not gonna completely crap on this movie. I'm I'm pushing it out as, you know, it's got great cinematography. The score is epic. It definitely does feel like an epic kind of a movie, but I'm also not gonna sit here and say, you know, because I trashed on it for a little bit for most of the episode. I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, yep, it's a it's an eight or a seven. Not my cup of tea. Um, it's not gonna be the first Lord of the Rings movie I go for, and it damn sure is gonna be the first movie I go for. Period. I'm gonna give this movie a six. Um, I think it's a full two and a half hours of uh, traveling and walking. Uh, if you guys want my full take on the Lord of the Rings in Clerks 2, they have a perfect description of Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know, oh. it's, uh, it just, it's just not my cup of tea. So far, I've seen two movies 
six and a half hours of traveling with a few battle scenes here and there. Um, so again, I'm not going to go back on my word. It just wasn't my cup of tea. I didn't enjoy it this time around. It could change. You know, we're all about rewatchability. Um, but right now it stands at a six for me. So Edward, how many stars did you give it? Well, you know, uh, I like mythology and all that good stuff. So I guess, uh, this, uh, this is my cup of tea. Uh, so I'm going to give it a nine, just like old Craig there. Man, this this movie is maybe not the best of the three, but nonetheless, it is a very, very epic film. It is a very big film. So, yeah. Zach, finish us off. Uh, three out of three. Nine out of ten. Like I, like I agree with you, Ed. It's probably not the... The best of the trilogy, but it's still a very well-made movie. There's a lot of epicness to it. Um, you know, the pacing of it, it really slows down compared to the first one. But overall, I still had a good time watching it. So, mm-hmm. All right, guys. If you guys want to send us your star rating for this movie for Two, two Towers, send us in an email at cinemen921 at gmail.com. Uh, like I said, I'm going to read some new emails today, and I'm going to read most of the emails from last week um, just because of how Zach's audio was. Um, you guys can also hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us some messages there with your star ratings, favorite scenes. Uh, let us know your top five. Next week's top five, if anybody wants to play ahead of time since Avatar The Way of Water is coming out, we are going to talk about our top five James Cameron movies since we are reviewing the 25th anniversary of on Titanic the date of next week. Titanic came out December 19th, 1997. We're talking about Titanic 25 years later next week December 19th. Um but, so, but my minor Avatar original release Avatar 3D re-release <laughs> 10 year anniversary <laughs> Titanic try to, 20 year anniversary. Try to then, be av- Avatar beating in game release. And then in game release. Yeah. So let's dig into the. That's email. good. That's good. Let's dig into the email bag. Uh, let's start off with um, Nathaniel says people always hate on Titanic, um, but I'm super excited to hear y'all's honest opinion. Uh, that film kind of changed film history. I'm giving it a. I'm going to read Eight. the star rating next week. Oh, Carrie three forty seven says Two Towers is such an underrated Lord of the Rings film. It could possibly be my favorite out of the six. I would give it a ten. Uh, yeah. Toby says, "Where has Man on Fire been my whole life? What a film! Nine stars." It's an excellent film. Uh, did you, Ed, Craig? Did, Ed, did you watch it? Oh, did I you did. Get a chance to watch yeah. it. Okay, I did. What about you, Ed? Yeah. Sam G sixty nine says Power Rangers was a throwback, but God, what an awful film! <laughs> Reliving it in your thirties is like having a hysterectomy. I would give it. Four, I would give it four stars if I'm. Damn. So, my man, did you? Yeah, I did finished you fail it. Me? No, I, no, I finished it. Okay, so I mean, did it get a little better for you? No. Like, I'm terrible. not saying it's great. Don't get me wrong. 
How many? Well, no, I, I, I literally, I literally wanted to claw my eyes with a cheese grater. It was that bad. How many stars would you give it? Three. Okay. I mean, uh, no. Sorry, I, I finished cool. it. So I finished. No, no, no. It, so. Like I said that time, man. I'm, I'm cool with that. Jeffrey says my as top five, my top five '90s nostalgia would be Tang. Oh, free, free Willy. <laughs> Michael Jordan ballpark commercials. The ketchup and mustard different colored bottles. Yeah. And then number one is Nickelodeon bath slime. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, uh, you said commercials. So I thought you were talking about movies. And I was like, Pootie Tang? Oh, no. It's, he said <laughs> Michael Jordan ballpark commercials. Yeah. And yeah, the Tang. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sarah97 says, Man on Fire is such a good rewatch. I really can't wait for your Denzel episode. Should be fun. Man on Fire gets nine stars. That's uh, hard to believe. That's two, week, that's two weeks away. Our two Denzel weeks episode. away after well, we started We started a Tragedy Macbeth in January. Yeah. Should be, should be pretty fun. Um, Steven says, everyone hating on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, it was pure fun for me. I loved the rewatch. Eight stars. There you go, Ed. Uh, there Henry, you go. Henry says, uh, shout out to you guys for discussing Wednesday. Such a fun series. Can't wait for more. Nine stars. I agree. I, uh, the um, Very Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Very, very yeah. Tim Burton. Um, the, the Hyde character was kind of weird. Um, I won't say much more. Yeah, I forgot yeah. to not finished. But you've seen, uh, you've seen the hide, I saw right? The, the episode, the episode that I got to, the last episode we saw was the the dance where she does the dance at the prom Dude. thing. She had, you know, she had COVID when she did that. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, they they wanted that she wanted to do a whole other thing, but she they said no because they had to move on. But yeah, if that was one take, that's why she if, got down with a little bit of boogie. Well, that no, was she, one take. I that was say awesome. with the sickness. Well, I think oh, it yeah. was, but at the same time, she actually choreographed that herself because she I felt it would be, oh yeah, very Wednesday ish. Awesome! You know? I didn't know yeah. this was a Wednesday episode. Um, Gabriel, <laughs> dang dude. Um, Gabriel it says loved, loved man it on could fire. Be. It could be, but we're on Mondays. <laughs> Um, Gabriel, wow. Gabriel loved Man on Fire first time watch, but I really hated the ending. Can't wait to hear y'all's thoughts. Eight stars. Was that I your mean, complaint for the movie, Johnny? I, yeah, I didn't like, like the ending. I, I didn't like the ending either, but it's based okay. on a true story, so it could be like a Friday episode. Uh, just to stop, just stop. <laughs> Nicholas, Man on fire was not fire too long it dragged out and the ending was ass five stars worst denzel mm. movie i've ever seen oh damn uh finally got around to see black panther it was worthy of a sequel but not as good as i thought it would be still get seven stars from omar so black panther got seven stars we didn't talk about it, but uh, Angela Bassett did get nominated for a Golden Globe for that, so that's that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, Golden Globe nominations came out. Yeah. Um, you just want me? To, I I got the list. You just want me to name off the the, the favorite film, the top films. I just want to hear the, the the nominations for Best Picture. Best Picture. Okay, so it's 
the Golden Globes are nominated by drama and musical, musical or comedy. So, uh, musical or comedy is Babylon, The Banshees of Inisherin, uh, Craig, your favorite movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, A, a Knives Out Mystery, and Triangle of Sadness. And then for Best Picture Drama, we have Avatar, <laughs> The Way of Water, Elvis, The Fable Men's, Tar, and believe it or not, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, so, nice. Awesome. I, I'm. When are the Golden Globes, Zach? Uh, uh, the the second, I believe, January second or the twelfth, something oh, like that. Nice. So, so it's only about a, a month away. I would be interesting to see who wins as far as drama goes, but um, yeah, that should be that should be pretty fun. Um, next week, guys, Monday, December nineteenth, we talk Titanic, the twentieth fifth anniversary on the twenty fifth anniversary date. Um, top five James Cameron movies. It's hard to believe, guys. There's only two episodes left of December, and then we say hello to 2023. Um, does anybody else have anything that they want to mention as far as today's episode before we stick the final nail in the coffin on Two Towers? No. No? So far, so good. Next week, Titanic. Craig, you have anything you want to talk about today before we head out? So what if what if Zach goes and sees Avatar and he's like, dude, it's the greatest movie of all time. You know, like, then, then we'll have to just fit it in somewhere in January. We're not gonna we're not gonna try to go. There's there. I mean, if you if if you all three can go, uh, see uh, it, hold on a second. If you all, I don't three, think Craig wants to talk about Titanic. If you all three can go see it, hold on. I, I'm being serious, and and this is like because about next, you. Next next week we were supposed to review Avatar. The way of water. If you guys can all three go see it, by all means, go see the movie, and we will we will dedicate the entire show next week to Avatar. I just won't be available for the the review part. There's no way I can go see it in the next two weeks. You can't go see it. No, I, I can in the next two weeks, but I am not moving my boy Denzel out of that 26th slot of December. If you want to save it for January, I mean, we could do that. That's fine. So it's it's completely. I, I'm just. Like, we probably won't even review it at all. But I'm just saying, like, what if Zach comes in and he's like, bro. I mean, Craig and Ed, are you guys going to see it between now and next Monday? I'm waiting on Zach to tell me. No. <laughs> I, I, I trust Zach in his let's, review of this film. Let's let's just let's do Titanic, and I'll, I'll do, like, a mini review of Avatar for next week. No. He can do a non-spoiler review for, for Avatar. And if he says it's good that and he's like, Man, I, I want I would pay to go see it again, then you know what? Maybe Elvis gets bumped a week and we open up the year with Avatar 2. Oh. So <laughs> wouldn't be the first time Elvis got bumped. Oh. <laughs> uh Jeremy sent in a uh, instant message. It should be fun to talk about the Lord of the Rings movie. So this ought to be good. Well, Jeremy, uh, we finished talking about Lord of the Rings. I hope you can stick around and go back and rewatch this as it's live on demand, or you can wait for the audio to drop and listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts at. Um, but until then, guys, next week, Titanic, we shall sink it again. We talk about it next week, Monday, December 19th, right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast.